0: You've just accessed Shekinah Glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. We have been talking the last couple of weeks in the area of poor speaking ability. Will you say that? Poor, poor. Speaking, speaking ability. Again, we're not making reference to uh, from an intelligent human standpoint, but from the standpoint of speaking in line with the word of God. As a believer, is your conversation are the words that you declare in agreement with what God has said? Are you with me? Um, a couple of things that we've discovered. As a matter of fact, let's do this first. Before we even begin to read, let's disavow or deny every word that we've spoken this week that has not been in line with the word. Amen. Because we don't need any hindrances from receiving this word. So let's do this. Say, Father, I deny every negative word. That I, have, that I have spoken over myself or anyone else. And I declare that they fall to the ground and they will never bear fruit. They will never bear fruit. Now, if you believe that, just give the Lord a shout of praise. Now, a couple of things just open up for somebody because, see, by your words, you are snared. By the words of your map, you entrap your own selves by speaking contrary to the word. Now here, again, one of the things I want to show you out of this particular verse is that um, life, enjoying life, comes as a result of what you say. Ready? Let's read. For the one who wants to enjoy life and see good days. Okay, let's, let's do this again. Everyone reading, don't allow yourselves to be distracted. Let's read. For the one who wants to enjoy life. And see good days, whether a parent or not, must keep his tongue from speaking evil and his lips from speaking guile or treachery or deceit. So, so, so uh, if you want to see good days and enjoy life, who wants to enjoy life? Okay. Now watch this. The word of God is showing us that the way you enjoy life comes as a result of knowing how to speak. So if you have not been enjoying life, perhaps you are one uh, uh, who has a poor speaking ability, being that I'm a believer, but I don't speak in agreement with the word of God. So if you want to begin to enjoy life and see good days, you have to change how you speak. Now, that word gal, it means duplicitous or to be duplicitous in speech. What do you mean? I'm saying two different things about the same thing. So God can't be good this morning, and I don't know if he's good this afternoon. If he's good this morning, he has to be good all week long. I can't declare that I'm blessed today or blessed right now, but I curse myself after church. In other words, I can't say, oh, every God is moving and great things are happening. Then when that thing that you have declared doesn't manifest when you think it should, or as soon as you want it to, we start saying things like, I don't know. Maybe it's not his will. And here's the thing about God. God is not partial in his dealings. It would be bias of God to bless you financially and not bless the, next, and not bless the person next sitting, sitting next to you. It would be bias of God to manifest healing in her life but not manifest healing in his life. It would be vice of God to mend your relationship, but not me and theirs or his or hers. Are you with me? And I have to say that because sometimes when things don't work for people, we try to use scripture and people use my out the context, context as if God is not the God who we say he is. Well, he's not going to heal everybody. He's already healed everybody. But they just have to receive it. Everybody's not going to be prosperous. He's made prosperity available for all who believe. The poor you will have with you always. Sure, there's going to always be poor people. Why, Pastor? It's because God doesn't want them to be blessed? No, it's because they don't believe. Are y'all here? God is not partial. So if the poor person begins to change his language, change her language, I submit to you that the poor person can come out of the situation that they're in. So, here, the Word of God in First Peter, again, this is our foundation of Scripture, and I want to show you that enjoying life and seeing good days comes as a result of knowing how to speak. Now, uh, I said this last week, and I would write this down. Every time we speak, we are prophesying to our future. Every time you speak, you are prophesying to your future. Now, I'm still reviewing, but I, I want to give you some things that I've mentioned in weeks past. A single word, listen to this, a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. A single word. That's why I said last week, words shape our biology. Words. And I've told you in weeks past how... Uh, there was a study done on water, and if you, uh, uh, when you speak, you know, there was they did a test, and when positive words or the right words spoken over water, they had a little like little snowflake crystals in the ice, and when negative words were spoken, you know, of course it had the reverse effect, and they were saying how it's not ironic that how our bodies are made of seventy percent water, how words even change our biology. Yeah, so. <laughs> So, so, so that's why it's so important that you cannot afford to talk crazy because it changes your biology. A single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physio, physical and emotional stress. However, listen to this. A single negative word, a single one negative word can increase the activity. Are you here? In our Amygdala, that's the center that, con- uh, that controls fear in the brain. That's the fear center of the brain. So when I'm talking uh, negatively or contrary to the word, then I get in that fight or flight situ- situation. I'm tensed. Then another thing we have to realize, there are chemicals when you are uh, 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 tensed up or released in your body. Okay? So, so it's good if I need it, you know, at the spur of the moment. But it's not good if that is slowly seeping into my bloodstream. Okay? So I can't afford to talk contrary to the word. Are you guys here? Notice we, we've been talking about what poor speaking ability. And last week we talked about, hey, change the conversation or our inner conversations. Even now, some are like inner conversations are somewhat even hindering you from responding to the preacher. What they said to me Monday. And see, it's affecting what she said, what they did. And all you have to do is change those inner thoughts. We've just seen that it changes your biology. But however, a negative word can increase the activity in our amygdala, the, the fear center of the brain. Listen to this. This releases dozens of stress, producing hormone, hormones and neurotransmitters, which in turn interrupts our brain's functioning. So when we speak negatively, it interrupts the function of the brain. This is, see, this is so important. This is especially with regard to logic, reason, and language. That's why, let me give you an example. So so when this word is not deeply implanted in you, and I speak contrary to, it affects your logic and your reasoning. So even though God said this because I've spoken such negative words over myself I can't, that's why people argue and debate about it. and They can't see God doing it because what they've spoken over themselves, are you with me? Why? Because it has begun to affect the functioning of your brain. Now that's double trouble when already the word of God lets us know that spiritual things are foolishness to the natural mind. So that's one check, so I, I, I'm already that natural mind is already in a losing fight. Now, imagine if I'm speaking negative words on top of that, you will never see God manifesting anything. Negative words send alarm messages through the brain, negative words send alarm messages through the brain, and they partially boy. Shut down the logic and reasoning centers located in the frontal lobe. So, when I'm speaking negative, it, it, I just shut down. Can't reason. I'm broke. I, I, I'm on a budget. So when it's time to do kingdom, you've already shut down, I can't do that. And there they go again, talking about money or there it is. We ain't. Ne- but why, but and it's not that as much as it is the disorder going on as a result of negative speaking. It's affecting how you think. Wow. And I could get into the relationship aspect of it, but that's a whole nother vein. (laughs) By holding a positive and optimistic word in your mind, again, by being a good guard of what comes in or having good inner conversations or inner talks, listen to this, you stimulate the frontal lobe activity. Now, This is going to make sense in a moment. So notice when I speak the right words, when I have the right mental conversations going on, those inner conversations, right? Meditating on those those things which are honest, lovely, just of a good report, those things that are praiseworthy, those things that I find in the word, those things that agree with God, okay? When you do this, listen to this, uh, it stimulates the frontal lobe activity. Now, This area includes specific language centers that connect directly to the motor uh, cortex responsible for moving you into action. (laughs) Now, watch this. So by decreeing having the right inner conversations and decreeing those things, that's what's going to move you into action. You remember last week I said what the mouth speaks, the feet seeks. What the mouth speaks, the feet seeks. So that thing that's deeply embedded in you, when you begin to say it, that's what moves you into action. Why? Because I'm speaking, in in the sense that I'm saying it for the believer, in agreement with God. Okay? Now, on the flip side of that, whatever is deeply embedded in your heart, if if I continue to speak negative relative to that, you're going to have faith for that. And guess what? You're going to move in that direction. And remember, remember last week I said, when you're in faith, you move toward things and things move toward you. Yeah. Notice it says that area is, is area is responsible for, for moving you into action. When I'm speak, when I'm meditating on good things, it moves you into action. And you have to remember this orderly world that we live in. We're seeing and weeks past, Hebrews eleven three that God created this, the earth, the universe, everything with the words of his mouth. OK, so the way we move and go about things, we do it with what we say. Things come into existence by what we say. OK, that's how God made things. We are speaking spirits. OK, and we have the same creative power to call things that be not as though they are as God, our father. And see, the reason, some are looking like, uh, huh, what's up? But see, I have to deal with those negative thoughts. Why? Because if not, now again, it's affecting the function of my brain. Watch this. And it shuts down <laughs> reasoning. Now, research has shown, I want I want. notice last week, and I'm, I'm headed to where we picked up, where we left off last week. Research has shown, the longer you concentrate on the right words or the inner talkings, those inner conversations, the more you begin to affect other areas of the brain. Functions, are you here? Functions, and I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this right. Functions in the parietal lobe. Parietal, that's it. Functions in the parietal lobe start to change. Listen to this. Which changes your perception of yourself and the people you interact with. So again, and Pastor T has already taught all of this. The way We carry on those inner conversations. It affects how we see ourselves as well as how we see other people we interact with. So if those thoughts are negative, I'm going to see myself as not being worthy. And I'm going to think that you think that I'm not worthy. And I'm going to treat you. So if I think I'm no good. Everybody else thinks I'm no good, and I act when I see you like I'm no good because I think you think I'm no good, so your treatment to me is like I'm no good. And you have created that yourself. That's why a positive view of yourself will bias you towards seeing the good in others. See, when you have a good image about yourself, you have a good image about everybody around you. It's hard to be jealous and envious of somebody when you have a good image, a healthy image about yourself. Man, I'm happy for anybody who coming. I'm happy for it. Man, if God is blessing you, I'm going to wave and cheer you on because I know that if he did it for you, he's not biased in his dealings and he'll do, he'll do the same thing for me. So let me say this, everybody, people who you see who are jealous and envious and bitter and and got issues going on with other people, it's not the other people. They just have an unhealthy image of themselves. So if I can't celebrate God blessing you and elevating you, see, I have a problem with myself. You see it? Somebody get blessed. First thing negative, you have a bad image of yourself. See, see, that's warped in and of itself just thinking about it. You mean to tell me, now I'm paying for it. God bless me. And you got a problem with my blessing. And the last thing you want to do is waste your time trying to explain somebody who have some psychological woes going on what God has done for you rather than just it, and I've been saying it for years, and it may be more now. But according to, uh, to psychologists, one out of five persons have a mental uh, uh, instability, and I really believe it's probably about four out of five the way things going now. But 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 one out of five. That means if you count one, two, three, four, crazy. One, two, three, four, crazy. One, two, three, four, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. One, two, three, four, got issues. One, two, and so on and so on. And it's all a result of inner thinkings, guys. Inner conversations. A positive view of yourself will bias you towards seeing good in others, whereas a negative self-image will will include you towards suspicion and doubt. So, people who are always suspicious and doubtful, poor self-image. Poor self-image. I said again, people. Who, who, who have a negative self-image. Those individuals who deal on negative inner conversations, inner talks, talkings. They're always doubtful and suspicious. And I don't know, Sister Moore, don't try to, don't waste your time trying to tell them how. Tell them why. Because watch this. That's, when people act on that wise, again, that's something Internally. I can't fix it. You have to do that. You have to renew your mind. So why try to explain yourself to people who are doubtful and suspicious? And if there's a person who should never be doubtful or suspicious, are people who say they have a relationship with God. Get in this word. You imagine what a church as a a ministry could do I'm talking about in Christendom what we could do as believers if those who are doubtful and suspicious would just get in this word and let the word of God renew their minds what we could do see that's a sign of of toxic dwellings on the inside Hmm. we said in order to be better at what we speak and we have to change the way we speak that was found in Hebrews 11, Proverbs 18, 20, 21. We say that words have tremendous power. Um, we, we, we discover that faith is acting on the word of God. It's just not saying it, but it's doing what it says. Okay? Now listen to this, and I want, I'm going to pick up what we left off. Your words mixed with your beliefs, they blend to become your reality. What you speak over your life is what your life will become. Hold on your words words mixed with your beliefs they blend to become your reality i want to show you this uh, mark eleven twenty three. 23 let me show you something see will you say this my words mixed with what i believe can move mountains obstacles things that dare stand in your way your words when in some Looked as if they didn't believe that. The Lord didn't say climb the mountain. He said, speak to it. I don't want strength to climb a mountain because that ain't what the Lord told me to do. He said, if I speak to it, it'd be removed. And that's the problem. We're trying to climb rather than change the way we speak. For surely, I say to you. Someone say me. He's talking to you and I. Whoever, Whoever. what is your mountain? Is it lack? Infirmities? Toxic relationships? Defeat?
1: What is, whatever
0: it is. Low self-esteem? Whoever says to this mountain. We're not talking about your background. Education, that all is great. But there's a lot of people with various degrees who speak poorly. So as a result, they're not living from a world standpoint what they said that your degree would produce. Again, even in that, it's not a guarantee. It just increases your probability according to the world's standards that you wouldn't. And that's great. But better than that, better than that, learn how to speak well as a believer. See, I trust God's way because it's been working for me. I don't want to try anything else. His word, his ways work for me. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt where in his mind, but believes those, but believes that those things he says again, mixing your words with what you believe, he shall have whatever he says. Again, that whatever is whatever you can find in the word. If God said it, God has to make good on it. So, what have you been saying about your mountains? We ended last week with a change in conversation. Someone said, "Change in conversation." And, and most people, again, are unaware of the fact that our inner conversations, those inner talkings, are the causes of the circumstances of our lives. Those inner conversations, again, with the exception of something that's someone that's beyond your control. Someone who, who, who has a perverse spirit on them or someone, you know, and tries to attack you, that didn't come as a, that's the perversity of that individual. Are you with me? But generally speaking, we're products of things that we have spoken. Proverbs 18, 20 and 21 show us that. Death and life, where? Is in the power of the tongue? Are you guys here? We see in Ephesians 4, the word of God says, that. Oh, then again, as a man thinking in his Heart. so is he, Ephesians 4.22 says this, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. So we seen last week that we have to deal with that carnal, unrenewed mind. Are you with me? Then we went to Matthew. Let's go there. Matthew 33. Matthew 12, 33 through 37. Say this, words, words. my words, words. Reveal, reveal my character. See, what you say is a revealer of your character. That's why we said you have to be a repository of good. That means I have to be one who stores up good things into my heart. And let me say this. uh, You can't rely on this just trying to do it on Sunday or doing a midweek service. Being a repository of good, you have to get in this word every single day. Now, those who are not enjoying life and seeing good days, ask yourselves, have I been doing what the word of God has instructed me to do? Because if I'm not in the word, there's no way you can agree with the word. And if I can't agree with the word, I cannot have what the word says is mine. Here, the greatest teacher of all understood the spiritual properties of words or what words possess. Watch this. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is recognized and judged by its what? Fruit. You brought a vipers. How can you speak good things when you are evil? or evil? So if evil things are coming in, don't think evil things are coming out. What do you mean evil? Negative, bad, things that oppose what's written. Okay? So if uh, uh, for the tree is recognized by, uh, by its fruit, you brought a vipers. How can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills its heart. Talking about your mind wherein where it lies your will, emotions, intellect, your filler, your chooser, your thinker. So what you deposit in you the most is what's going to come out of you. Again, what the mouth speaks, the feet seeks. You will start, good or bad, you will start moving in that direction and things moving toward you. Why? Because according to your faith, so you can't afford, see, it, it's, when you realize this, you have to realize that, man, I cannot afford to let something crazy come out of my mind. And if you find yourself doing it, disavow it right then. Disown it. Don't claim it when you catch yourself. Why? So it won't take root. Verse 35. The good man from the inner good treasure brings out what? Good things, again, what's been deposited. And the evil man from the inner evil treasure brings out what? Even things, But I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will have to give an account, watch this, for every careless or useless word they speak. So here, we are, Jesus tells us that we should not be speaking careless or useless words. As a matter of fact, we got to give account when you stand before the Lord. Lord you, why, didn't I, why didn't I? You had the word. You were being taught, but you didn't allow it to get into your heart. You mean to tell me I could have lived longer had not you spoke death? You mean, Tim, I could have had this or that had you spoke it? Did you see it in my word? Yes. Well, what happened? Are you here? Let me tell you something. It's this word that we're reading says it's health and healing to all your flesh. So when things or sicknesses try to attack your flesh, this word, and and thank God for for medical science and doctors, and that's a good, and and God has given them wisdom to, 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 to help keep you together till your body heals itself or till healing manifests. But the healing doesn't come from the doctor. Well it does, but it's Dr. Jesus. It's Jehovah Rapha, our great physician healer. He's the one who heals. And I'm saying that to say and do what you have to do in the natural. But and I'm saying that to say if doctors heal, would nobody be dead? <laughs> Whoever went to the hospital, who, who spent time in the hospital, whatever. Okay? So do what you, your natural things, but, man, I would learn how to speak this word. <laughs> then, then watch this. Even if, for, for some, if it don't kill you, when you get that bill, it kills people. They don't have, look, you survived cancer ten times, but when you seen that bill, had a heart attack. HIV, but when they sent you that bill, boom, had a massive heart attack. Right? Well, I better not speak. <laughs> Don't let me. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, you cannot afford to get sick. You better learn how to speak this word. Yeah. Uh, aspirin will cost you $40,000. You, okay, wait, well, you, you had 12 aspirins. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a whole week, that's about 20000 Shoot. That's why some people like listen. I can't pay that bill. They be like gone, gone and whatever. See, y'all didn't even know something. So some of them people when y'all left the room, they had a conversation with Jesus. Now Lord, I ain't gonna never be able to pay this. And I heard how nice heaven is <laughs> <laughs> You talk about how you miss Big Mama and Papa them and Grandpa them. And then you start convincing yourself. And I'm telling whatever the mind believes, it, it attracts reasons to support that belief. Well, I am 60. I have enjoyed life and I have been outside of my state once or twice. Man, you better stand on this word and lay hold. See, see. here's the thing. When, when it's in your heart, when you put God in remembrance of his word, he's bound to himself to honor his word. And if he called you healed, that's the only thing that should come out of your mouth. I am healed. Verse 37. For by, your, for by your words, you are what? Reflecting your spiritual condition. Again, your words reflect your spiritual condition. You will be justified. That means freed and acquitted of guilt, of the guilt of sin, and by your words. It, 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 it right there, it, uh, even what you say, you have to be careful because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So if you have a misstep, don't declare you a sinner. Saved by grace, you were a sinner, but you've been saved by grace. A sinner is someone who sins, intentionally practice sin. Someone who has never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but once you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are now a saint, a believer who still has the ability, potential, to commit various sinful acts. But don't confess. See again, again, you, speaking blessings and cursing. I'm just the old sinner. See, see, that's why. Then you wonder why you keep sinning. And don't include yourself in silly conversations. We're all sinners. No, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, don't include yourself unless you are a sinner. But don't be a believer. Girl, we all sinners. No, we all are not. Some of us are children of the most high God. Look at, listen, look at verse 36 from the message translation. It says, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. That's why when you get in a heated moment, you can't talk crazy. How many times? I'm just keeping it real, Pastor. That's how I feel at the moment. You know why you feel like that at the moment? Because you've been thinking like that before that moment took place. And those thoughts, what's created that moment. And if you had that word deeply embedded you, when the, when the rubber hit the road, you'd have spoke the word. So you can't afford don't crazy. Get hit with a stiff bill. Oh God, we ain't gonna never be able to pay this. You won't. Why not lay hold to the word? Have a conversation with your father. Now Lord, I've honored you. I've honored your word. I've blessed the kingdom of God. Your word declares that you will supply all of my need not only do I support the kingdom in the reference apostle Paul was talking he was talking to those who supported him in ministry I supported my pastor so I have a right to have my needs met I've blessed other men and you said that whenever I give it will be given back to me good measure pressed down shaken together will men give unto my bosom so men where are you I call you forth from the north, every quarter of the nation, of the world, to bring me what belongs to me and you call out whatever that amount is and receive it. So you got to speak this word. I just don't know, man, man. I can't win but losing, And you won't. You hear. It is our words that provide a bold affirmation of our innermost thoughts. Again, your word, what you speak is an indicator of your innermost innermost thoughts. Watch this. Jesus, matter of fact, Jesus said words are so important that we're going to have to give account of what we say when we stand before the Lord. Now, Psalm 119 ESV says this, I have stored your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. I have stored your word in my heart. Let let, Let me give you this. Write this down. Uh, Sister Williams had mentioned um, about a week or so ago about a message that I taught (laughs) ten years ago and uh, in that message I talked about planting your garden of success so I had my assistant go into the archives and pull it up thank God man boy God is good Good. (laughs) good it was some good stuff back then but I sure can see the growth Man, it it was hot, too. But thank God for maturity and growth. Amen. So you can tell who's learning. You should be avid learners. Don't ever stop learning. Look how y'all clap. See how y'all clap? Be readers. And I'm not talking about a social media junk. Stuff that would stimulate and bring about transformation in your life. But I'm going to close with this. So if you want to see good days and enjoy life. Plant your garden of success. Okay, what do you have to do? Plant so, plant your garden of success. Here we go. First, plant three rows of peas. What's number one? Y'all talk back to me, people. Say it again three rows of peas. You want to plant three rows of peas. How many rows? Okay, so you want to plant patience. You want to plant Positive thinking, what do you mean? Being optimistic. Those speaking words are in line with the word of God. We don't let people talk this out of it. Thinking, there's nothing wrong with thinking positive. Amen. You want to be optimistic. Amen. But you want to have some... And if you think positive long enough, there'll be some actions behind those positive thoughts. Okay? And persistent. Persistence, I'm sorry. So, number one, three rows of P's. Patience, positive thinking, and persistence. Let me give the scripture for that. Philippians 4... Eight amplified. So, what's number one? What's the first row? Three rows of what? Peace. Call them out. Okay, because here's the thing because when you declare it, there has to be patience between the time you declare it and it manifest. It could be in minutes, could be in hours, maybe in days, but whatever the case, once you declare it, you hold fast to it. See, that's being patient. And don't change your confession. Watch this, Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, and whatever and worthy of respect, whatever is right, see, and confirmed by God's word. What do you mean? Com- I found it in the word. I, I've been, how long have I been, been saying that? For years. If you can find it in the word, he has to make good on it. So are you, are you meditating on those things that have been confirmed by the word of God? Whatever is pure, whatever is wholesome, whatever is lovely uh, and bring peace, whatever is admirable and good and of good repute. If there's any excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think what? Continually on these things, center your mind on them and what? Implant them in your heart. So the more I have those inner conversations, it's been planted into my heart. Hard, but I have to do it continually. I can't do it sporadically or every now and again. or when I feel like it has to be regularly with regularity. Joshua one and eight. I'm giving you verses to put with each row. Joshua one and eight. Uh, God's word says this: Never stop reciting these teachings. You must think about them day and night, so that you will faithfully do everything written in them. In them, and only then you will prosper and succeed. See that goes success. Never. What does that say? Never. Never, never, what does reciting mean? What? No, saying it over and over. Saying what over and over? Okay. I'm saying back to God what he's, I'm reciting to him, to him, what he has said about whatever is going on about me or my situation and circumstances. So I'm reciting back to him what he has said. Okay. Never stop. So that means when you feel like it, and when you don't, you still have to. When it, well, let me say it this way: when your situation looks like it, or even if it doesn't, yeah. never stop speaking. And what gets me, believers, don't even believe this, and they're matriculating about the same way the world goes, and it's still not happy, not fulfilled, man. I'm riding with God. I ain't changing. I don't care. I don't care who come out with something new. I'm sticking with the Lord. Next, three rows of squash. Three rows of squash. Three rows of what? Squash excuses. Squash blame, and squash criticism. So we know why people are critical because they've been thinking on those negative thoughts, suspicious and doubtful. Squash excuses. That ah, man. Man, it, it just don't work for everybody. I tried it. And you hear Christians talking like that. I gave, yeah, but did you give in obedience? Did you honor God? Did you do what he instructed you to do? Well, I spoke over my body and I still got it. Yeah, but see, again, you're going to operate for mental ascent if it's not in your heart. See, you, you spoke it, but you really didn't believe it. Why? Because it didn't get into my heart. So even though you were saying it, you not you, you really didn't. You didn't believe it. Why? Because I didn't meditate in it enough. Did you stop reciting it when the pain intensified? Did you hold fast to the word, or did you see? See, people always got questions. But 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 let's 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 do, let's go through the checklist. I don't know what happened to such and such. I don't know what they believe. And here's the thing just because somebody claiming to have a relationship with Jesus doesn't, believe, doesn't mean that they are strong in faith. Just like Israel of old couldn't receive the promises because it was not mixed with faith. They believed, but it wasn't in there. Verse for this, we just read it Matthew 12 37. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So you can free yourself by the words that you speak. So squash excuses. Why? Because I'm condemned by my words. I'm freed by my words. Squash the blame. You're not broke because no, no. People who are broke speak broke. And they speak broke because they thought broke. Next, you want to plant three rows of lettuce. Man, if you get this, it will change your life. I heard that, and you, stop being stubborn just hear this, and just, just ignore it. Man, do what it says. And, and see what happened, because see some, they got into that victim mentality and, and, and it's everybody else's fault and if they would leave me alone, I could thrive and no, no, no. Change those inner conversations. Three rows of what? Let us. Let us be responsible with our words. Let us be trustworthy. You know what trustworthy means? It's faithful. Let us be ambitious. Verses, Hebrews 10, 23, NLT, Proverbs 13, 3, GNT. Listen to this. Notice we said, let us be what? Responsible with our words. Be trustworthy. That's being faithful. And be what? Ambitious. The first verse is Hebrews ten twenty three. Let us hold tightly without wavering the hope we affirm. See, so that's being responsible. Being trustworthy. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us be ambitious. Okay. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 13 3. Be careful what you say and protect your life. A careless talker destroys himself. Ambitious is being hopeful. It also means to be hopeful. So be careful what you say. Why? A careless talker does what? Destroys himself. And lastly, you want to plant three rows of turnips. I didn't say collards, I said turnips. Three rows of what? Turn up when needed, turn up with a smile, and turn up with confidence. Right now, right now. Boy, this is. <laughs> let, 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 let me, can I, hold on, because y'all been being real studious. Let me help you out real quick. Let me help you out, because <laughs> don't be this kind of student. Take real good notes. Be real studious. I mean, even some of you got stuff that I didn't say and it's good stuff. Right now, you add it to it. I mean, good stuff, good stuff. I mean, you just put your own tweak on it. How you get it, man? But, 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 but don't be the student. Don't be a good student. Then don't go home and do what it says. You don't study. You know, some some students, they you know, they try to do stuff. You know, just, just last minute so they can make. The yeah, but 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 when it's in, but see, if it's not in you by Friday, you may have forgotten. What it, I mean, it might work today when you're at lunch father somebody will buy my meal today somebody buy your lunch because they heard you say it I heard you say it man he, he broke let me buy his lunch sir can I buy your lunch oh look at God look at God see and when, when it's in you you don't have to do all that see that, that's not faith Clare that loud when you're among yourselves. <laughs> Who's going to buy my lunch today? That's not how you do it. Father, I receive. I've, I've, I've bought lunches and I received my lunch being paid for today. And just go in and eat. Watch this. There's nobody doing it. You, every time you go, you make that your confession. Amen. Father, thank you for someone blessing this. Because let me tell you something. God knows the things you have need of before you even ask. That's why it's good to be in faith. He knows some bills due right now. I I can sense it in the spirit. Lord, I need need that bill paid. But what are you saying about it? Not you among your friends and they look at you, they see the concern. What's wrong? Just think about this bill. See, that God is, see, He knows how to move without you announcing. Oh man, I'm just this power bill kind of got me concerned. And see, when I when people do that around me, I, I go the other way. i act like I don't here. Because I know what you're trying to do. But let me go on. Let me just go on the other way. Cause I know what they're trying to do. Try God. And see, and when you're in faith, your countenance mimics what you believe. Good or bad. What's wrong? Nothing. I don't want to talk about it. You okay? I'm good. Smile. Be happy. Because the worrying won't add anything to it. See, so now that you double jeopardy. One, you got a sad count. There's two, worrying I ain't even going to fix it. So imagine how that person looks. They look bad from the front and the back. (laughs) On both sides is my point. And we haven't gotten into the foolishness of this thing because sometimes we get be foolish in our dealings. And I, I've been saying it for years, guys, and now I'll give you this approved. Listen, approved does not necessarily mean able to because you can have great credit and no job. How are you going to pay for it? I'm going to believe God in faith. See, now you've been foolish. Because here's the thing. If, I'm belie- if I know I don't have any means of paying for it, why not? And you believe in God anyway, Father, I received the debt free vehicle. Yeah. But, but, but don't step out in faith knowing you don't have a money or means to pay for it. Are you here? Then we have to do what's within our means. Could trying to impress people. Too much of a headache. Because when you need something paid, the people that you're impressed won't even come through for you. Like, girl, I got this house so you would be impressed, and I'm behind. Can you help me out? Help me out. I got it because I wanted you to think highly of myself, highly of me. And God is good, but you have to know where you are. And see, what a lot of people have, they have too much stuff and not enough faith. Got too much a house, too much a car, too much of this, too much of bills, too much of that, and not enough faith, so it doesn't match. Big house, little faith. Fancy ride, little faith. God is better than that. Better than that. <laughs> All things are possible to him that believe. So it is possible that somebody can sew the car on you. We've done it before. So it's only right that it happens to us. Yeah, and it has. I'm telling where I'm at. And see what you do. If whatever you're paying notes on now, just believe God, this is the last bill I'm paying. I don't want to pay no mortgages. I don't want to pay no notes. I don't want to pay nothing. Only thing I want to pay back is some love, honey. I love you. Now, see, now, now, don't go not pay your mortgage. You pay it, but every time you pay it, you 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 speak to the Father. Father, I support your kingdom. I received this debt being canceled. You know I couldn't afford this one. Why are you let me get it, Lord? And you know I couldn't afford. See, put it on God. You know I'm hard headed. I heard you, but I ain't listening to you. But I'm in faith now. I, I got this word in me now. So come through for me, Jesus. <laughs> and when he get you out, don't go back and do the same thing. Who was that for? Don't raise your hand now. I'm done. Turn up when needed. <laughs> turn up with a smile and turn up with what? Confidence. The turn up when needed and turn up with a smile. You can find it in Proverbs 15:23. It says this, a man has joy by the, by what you say, and a word spoken in due season, what? How good is it? So that's one and two right there. Turn them. when need it, what? A word spoken in season, how good is it? So you need to say the right thing when you need to say it. Turn them with a smile. You can have joy just by, I'm not moved by my circumstance. Today is going to be a joyous day. I'm full of the joy of the Lord. Are y'all here? See, what are you saying? It's raining and some talk themselves out of, man, it's raining. What does that mean? The S-O-N is always shining. See, you can talk yourself out of, but let it be raining in the morning when you get ready to go to work. Child, I got to get out here and grind. And wouldn't have to grind so hard if you came and learned how to speak. Last verse. Turn up with what? Confidence. Turn up with what? Confidence. First John 5, 14 and 15. Look at this right here. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. See, this right here in the gates, everybody get it? That ain't for everybody. God ain't gonna heal. He ain't gonna bless. No. If we ask anything according to his will, his word, is his contract. His word is his will. That's why y'all often hear me say, if you can find it, word, he has to make good on it. That if we ask, so watch this. If I ask according to his will, something according to his word, guess what? He hears you. And if we make it personal, if I know that he hears me, whatever I ask, and that word, that word in the Greek means, it also means to demand. Whatever I demand. See, when you're demanding, it's not in a cocky or arrogant manner, but I'm demanding based upon what God has said. So it has to come. That's why you hear sometimes say, man, I'm putting a demand on that thing. What do you you mean? I found it in the word and I can put a demand on it. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we what? Okay, watch this. If you know that you have it, then you should act like it. The moment you believed. Again, if we know that we have it, shouldn't your posture change? Because if I'm gonna stay like this, because that's how they be looking. And I say, what's wrong? Nothing. I'm believing God, Pastor. Now I like smile. I'm smiling on the inside. <laughs> if you believe it, that's why you have to believe that you receive when you ask. Y'all, people make this complicated. I could just see God like, man, it, why ain't they taking something simple, complicating it. Just agree with me. For we walk by the just to live by the world's way of doing things. Trying to do it yourself. Don't even see you doing too much. You listen again, your job is not your source. It is a resource. Amen. Amen. And with your resources, you honor God with it and let God do all the supernatural stuff. That's what makes the difference. Because there's no difference if you work in the same job as somebody who doesn't claim to have a relationship with the Lord and sometimes in some cases they seem like they don't the want to trust in God and believe in God. But here's the thing about faith. If you tap into any law, saved or not, it has to work for you. So if a heathen man steps out in faith, whatever he steps out, it has to manifest. Now, God forbid he died without, the knowledge of Jesus, without being a believer, but he will have a testimony or she, I enjoyed life. When Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And you know why most Christians aren't enjoying life? Because they have a poor speaking ability. Man, I admonish you, get away from people who talk crazy. No, no, just just refuse to deal with people who are negative. Because it's not a problem with you. Come on, let's get a long hand clap of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you, and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God,